all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. Tomorrow, not quite as hot, and we do have a chance for an isolated thunderstorm during the afternoon. Same situation. Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, the show all about finding and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. I'm Dr. Debbie Miner, Professor and Vice Chair of Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and I'm thrilled today to have with me Lydia West and Anna Blair Brown. We're going to be talking about food waste. Forty percent of the food in the United States today goes uneaten. This is just appalling. So we're going to be exploring some of the issues related to that and would love to hear from you. Suggestions you have to avoid food waste or are things that you think are just very practical tips for dealing with this and avoiding this. So we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. Share your ideas or any comments or questions by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or send us an email to healthy at MPB online. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit from MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lori London. Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe is expected to announce today that he has restored voting rights to 13,000 felons in his state. NPR's Nathan Rott reports that as the governor tries to give more than 200,000 ex-offenders an opportunity to vote... Some critics are questioning his motives. Virginia Republican lawmakers and conservative commentators are accusing McAuliffe of trying to restore voting rights to felons to help his political party in November. A Democrat, McAuliffe signed a sweeping executive order that would have restored voting rights to 206,000 felons in April. Republican lawmakers sued him and won. The state Supreme Court stopped the order, saying it had to be done on a case-by-case basis. McAuliffe has done that and will announce that he's since restored voting rights to 13,000 people who had registered to vote. He'll also lay out his plans for restoring voting rights to the other ex-offenders. Nathan Rott, NPR News. There are conflicting reports on the cost of damages resulting from flooding in Louisiana. An economic group puts the number at more than 100,000, but state officials estimate 60,000. Ryan Kyleth of member station WWNO explains. The higher local estimate is actually the total number of homes in the floodplain area, whether or not they're damaged. The much smaller number that officials keep repeating is the number of homes that have been reported damaged. Because payouts can be tied to damages, each side has an interest in setting the number. After Hurricane Katrina, the numbers were still being debated long after the storm, with state estimates much higher than federal ones. Meanwhile, President Obama will visit southern Louisiana tomorrow as the Federal Emergency Management Agency opens three disaster recovery centers to help the thousands who've been displaced. Three fast-moving wildfires in Spokane, Washington, have destroyed homes and forced hundreds of residents there to evacuate. But in Southern California, some 82,000 people driven from their homes are now being allowed to return. That fire, which broke out last Tuesday, destroyed at least 105 homes. Iran says Russia is no longer using its air bases as part of an air campaign in Syria. And Pierce Peter Kenyon reports Iran's foreign ministry says the use of the base 
was temporary. Iran's foreign ministry spokesman says Russia has no base in Iran, and the use of an Iranian air base to refuel Russian aircraft operating in Syria has ended for now. In earlier remarks aired on Iranian state TV, Defense Minister Hussein Dagam said the Russians' desire to show they remain a superpower led to what he called Moscow's show-off and ungentlemanly behavior in announcing its use of the Iranian base last week. Having Russian military on Iranian soil is a sensitive issue among Iranians. The American military has use of the Indralek air base in Turkey to run anti-Islamic state airstrikes in Syria and also uses other bases in the Persian Gulf. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. This is NPR. The Olympic flame has been extinguished in Rio as the Summer Games come to an official end. Sunday's closing ceremony celebrated 16 days of competition that had the U.S. winning 46 gold medals and 120 medals overall. The closing ceremony ended with waving flags, samba dancing, and a carnival-like party. The next Summer Games will be held in Tokyo in 2020. Maine's Acadia National Park and several other national parks around the country are getting a birthday present this week. Donations of land from a nonprofit foundation. Susan Sheeran reports from Maine Public Radio. Both Acadia and the National Park Service are celebrating their centennials this year. And Lucas St. Clair, son of Burt's Bees founder and philanthropist Roxanne Quimby, says their foundation wanted to give the kind of gift that keeps on giving conservation. We've made 24 donations to national parks around the country, a few hundred acres in in total. This was a a great opportunity to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the National Park Service. The gift to Acadia alone includes 80 acres of wetlands and shoreline that has taken 10 years to acquire. For NPR News, I'm Susan Sharon in Lewiston, Maine. The legendary master of jazz harmonica Toots Thielmans has died in Belgium. Thielmans' biggest hit, Bluesette, was recorded in 1961. He was 94. This is NPR. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include visiting angels, professional caregivers assisting adults in bathing, dressing, meals, and lighthouse work nationwide. Visiting angels. America's choice in senior home care. Office locations are at visit. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. 
You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, the show all about finding and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. I'm Debbie Miner from the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and I'm very pleased today to have with me Lydia West again. Good morning. Lydia's been with us several times in the past, and Anna Blair Brown, our pharmacy expert. And today we are going to be talking about food waste. I think this is just a fascinating topic. Fascinating topic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, reading some of the statistics, it's just like amazing, amazing that even compared to the 1970s, that we waste 10 times more food than we used to. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's just amazing. And I think about all the things, oh, goodness. At my house, very little goes in the garbage. Now, some of it may go in my compost pile sure, occasionally. That's a good way to conserve. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But uh, when we were thinking about this topic, I thought, uh, you know, it's all, we always wonder what eggs, how long are they good for? What expiration dates on foods mean? How to know if something's bad or not? Mm-hmm. And then ways to avoid that Absolutely. and ways to pick foods wisely and then ways to. Um, recycle foods, can we say? <laughs> yeah, I think using your leftovers is a good way. Using to- your leftovers. We talk about that a lot of times, like after Thanksgiving, what to do with that mm-hmm. leftover turkey, what to do with that leftover green bean casserole and all that. But uh, let's just let's just put that this in perspective, Lydia. Um, is some is food waste a problem? Why are we concerned about this? Yeah, food waste is is an issue. It's it's. Um, really becoming a big issue in first world countries. We have a very easy access to food. We have a large variety of foods and it's we kind of take for granted how easy it is for us to get food and how relatively inexpensive food is. And so it makes it a little bit easier for us to buy the big bag of produce that's on bulk sale and may let it go to waste in the refrigerator just because we're not using it or forget our leftover food at the restaurant and just not think oh, I need to go back and get my to-go container because um, we have such easy access to food. But there's a lot of food going in the in the garbage cans. Um, one of the con- the ecological concerns about that is food, when, it's, um, when it goes into the waste, it produces a, a gas called ethylene, and it's much more um, – it's greenhouse gas, and so yeah. it, it can can have more than just a, call, a money for the consumer. It can have an environmental cost as mm. well. Well, I, so another statistic I'd seen was that forty percent of the of the food in the United States goes uneaten. That's on average of about twenty pounds of food per person per month, mm-hmm. and the equivalent of about one hundred sixty five billion dollars per year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we think of. You know, I was raised in the era where you were, you know, you were encouraged to eat everything on your plate and you didn't waste yeah. because of the starving kids in China right. and everything else. Yeah. And and now we don't think such. And actually, we now we have a, a, a huge problem with overweight and obesity right. and, and eating excess food. So how do, how do you 
put this in in perspective in perspective so you mentioned restaurants and things like that and so what are some other other ways to kind of put that into perspective sure well the um national resources defense council is the one that found out that that did the research to say that 40 percent of the food that we as americans purchase go to waste and one way of framing that that i've seen is it's like a, a person going to the grocery store buying five bags of food and just leaving two of the bags there in the parking lot not even thinking about 40 percent of our food um mm. so that's that's a lot when you know it, a lot of us are strapped for extra income that's a lot of food waste that, that happens and most of that waste is in fruits and vegetables and produce they, the um, national resources defense council in rdc found that about 20 percent of the vegetables that we use go to waste and about 15 percent of the fruit that we use go to waste that's a lot that One is five a lot vegetables that oh we, my goodness you know, so um i think you had mentioned a little bit before the show about Freezing foods mm-hmm. that it's there's a great way to preserve foods whether it's fresh f- fruits or vegetables that we haven't used yet freezing those or freezing leftovers. Um, one thought I have with with um, freezing leftovers is we need to remember that well, it's okay. in there. They get lost. <laughs> they, they get, get lost. lost in the freezer, or you don't remember what they are. And oh yes, we have that problem at my house. Yes, so having <laughs> that pull magic. out something that's mystery dinner. <laughs> I've been there for sure in my own house. Um, so making sure that we date and label things that mm-hmm. go into the freezer and maybe keeping a list outside of the freezer of what we've put in there. Um, like I said, most of the things that are in your refrigerator can go right into the freezer. So if you're going on vacation and have a refrigerator full of things, put go ahead and put some of those in the freezer so you'll be able to use them when you get back. Most vegetables do need to be blanched before you put them in the freezer. And what blanching means is you put something in boiling, you put the produce in boiling water, or just for less than a minute, just so it kind of softens it up and gets it ready to, to freeze. Um, you had mentioned celery was one thing oh, in particular. Yes, yes. I, tell this, I tell the story about my husband now. He'll buy that Uh-oh. celery <laughs> because he makes wonderful tuna salad, and mm-hmm. that's kind of like his specialty. Mm-hmm. And so he buys the celery. Of course, he only needs like two stalks. And, uh, and then it gets wimpy. Mm-hmm. And he wants to throw it out. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, he knows he can't throw it in the garbage because it's got to go into my compost. Uh-huh. So he does know that. <laughs> However, I'm like, no, 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 we can't do that. And I'll take it and chop it up and throw it in the freezer to use in soups or, or when I'm cooking beans or Absolutely. just you know, or stuffing chicken or turkey or something like that yeah. for all those things. But, but like you said, that's such a good point because sometimes I throw things in the freezer and I really can't tell what they are, so I need to <laughs> label it chopped. I've gotten better about that. Label it chopped peppers for chili. Oh, good. Oh, aren't you? That's good. That's <laughs> and putting a date yeah. on it. Yeah, that's very good. But now, why, why do you really – tell me, why do you need to blanch? Why – why can't you just throw it in the freezer? You can. It just it gets it, it. Celery, for instance, gets a little bit mushy when you put it in the freezer and you pull it back out. A lot of vegetables okay. do, and so that blanching process just gets it ready to be used again and for the next process and keeps it just a little bit longer. But a lot of um, people will blanch tomatoes and peaches before they mm-hmm. freeze them to get that skin off. Oh, to get the skin off. Mm-hmm. Yes, with tomatoes, mm-hmm. definitely that makes it much easier. But if you're going to use it in a, something like a soup or something anyway, it really doesn't matter, does it? No, no. It, it can help produce, uh, prevent a little bit of freezer burn just by, by blanching it and letting mm-hmm. it dry back out before you oh, freeze goodness. it. Mm-hmm. But if it's time just to throw it in the freezer, that's understandable too. I think one of the things, celery is an amazing product. It's a very affordable product. It um, can go in a lot of different things. And if it's... Um, Getting a little bit wimpy, you can just cut off the ends and stick it in some water, and it'll, it'll pop, it'll back, pop up. back up. Mm-hmm. So, it, celery's the last a very, 
very long time. So I think, and you, you can even use the tops. Like if you're doing, oh yeah, oh I always use yeah, the tops. Use always the on there. Oh Just yes, throw those in your soups and beans and, and things yeah. Like that and by the time they cook down, you, who knows if who knows what it looked like yeah. before it went in there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so so uh, we actually have a comment uh, that's been sent in uh, that they wrap their celery in damp paper towels in a bag to keep it crisp. Oh, that's a great idea mm-hmm. too. That's a great idea, and that makes me think. Thank you for that comment that. Um, so many of the newer refrigerators that are coming out have um, systems in there to help keep our produce fresher. They actually have a separate vegetable drawer or a fruit drawer, uh, and they can um, you can t- kind of temperature control. The things that kind of make food go bad is the temperature and the humidity, and so the new technology that's in a lot of the refrigerators we have helps with that a lot. And it is very important because um, fruits and vegetables are, are different to keep your fruits and vegetables in the separate drawers, they need different amounts of humidity. Oh goodness! So do do keep those in your separate drawers. Oh my! Well, I, I tend to throw them in the same drawer. Well, that, <laughs> so the, the thought with that is uh, fruits are something that produce um, ethylene, which is okay. which is a gas that we talked about, and um, especially things like apples, underripe bananas, um, peaches, tomatoes, figs, kiwis. So if it's producing a lot of a lot of um, ethylene, it's going to make your other vegetables overripe, and then they go bad faster. And so keeping them in separate drawers is going to help keep your produce um, fresher longer. Good tips, good and tips. And some, some of the older refrigerators mm-hmm. don't have separate yeah, drawers. So yeah, that's, I, I, you know, I haven't even noticed if mine says that. Yeah. I, need to, I need to look and see. Yeah, mine's both. So you for, can for so, for, well, because I know my, my celery is sitting in there with my grapefruit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, and, and celery doesn't produce a lot of ethylene, but um, I think that or, or the, the grapefruit doesn't produce a lot of ethylene, but um, keeping it, it separated is going to help keep it fresher longer. Um, and, and if that's not an option, then using some, some of the new storage containers that are out there can help keep fresh food fresher longer so you may be able to separate your produce and those bags those bags Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah. well we'd love to hear from you any ideas that you have to avoid food waste or even experiences you've had or questions that you have about expiration dates or how how to know when something's good or bad give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING that's 1-877-672-7464 so today we're talking about food waste and we'll be back with you right after this break Think Radio is your voice for Mississippi. If you or your community has an event coming up and you'd like help spreading the word, send us an email. You've got mail. To PSA at mpbonline.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Join me each Tuesday for Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. Each week we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental obstacles to family interaction, from depression to handling life's disruptions, discovering things that make you happy, or how to get around things keeping you from your happiness. I want to hear what's going on in your life. 
Relatively Speaking, part of the Daily Southern Remedy series, tomorrow morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Debbie Miner. I'm here today with Lydia West and Anna Blair Brown. We're talking about food waste and and the astronomical impact that it has on our, I'll say, environment and on our spending. And if we think about the billions of dollars that are spent each year, and then, again, 40% of the food today in the United States goes uneaten. So when we think about poverty and we think about lack of food and how does that all fit together yeah how does that all fit together so many many different issues but let's go back to that refrigerator thing because that's kind of interesting i'm trying to separate my refrigerator (laughs) and and where i put things and thinking about how to make them last so anna blair did you have some comments about where to put things in the refrigerator so um not everything is going to have a difference made with where you put it but Certain things will, and so the other things have to go the other places. So um, on the door, it's best to keep your butter and your condiments, carbonated drinks, um, things like your jams or jellies, and then, um, you know, peanut butter, bottles of water, things like that. What about your milk? Because my my door has is wide enough to put that gallon of milk. Right. Um, That's actually recommended to keep on the cooler bottom shelves of the refrigerator. So one comment I have on that is those doors are very warm. You open them all the time. They they are not as time temperature controlled. That's like the jelly and things like that. So the eggs, a lot of times you'll put their eggs in the door, and that's a warmer place. Some of the Mm -hmm. new refrigerators have a little box where the eggs can stay a little bit more controlled but eggs should also as as Anna Blair was saying go in cooler sections right like the milk is. okay so okay so that's the door okay that's the door and then the warmer upper shelves you know up closer to the lights in your refrigerator okay. um things like yogurt different kind of snacks like pudding cups or fruit cups and then your leftovers often go up there and beverages other than milk you'll put up there at the top okay and then so no milk. Take the milk out of the door. Yeah, put the milk at, on your bottom shelf. And other things that you want to keep on your cooler bottom shelves are um, your raw meat or poultry and fish. You know, give them a longer life. And then if you have a high humidity drawer, that's where you keep a lot of your vegetables, your broccoli, um, carrots, cauliflower, just all your leafy greens and things like that. And then if you have a low humidity drawer, that's really more for fruits, um, like apples, pears, peppers, 
peaches, melon, and then you may also have a deli drawer, which when you think of a sandwich, you know, your cheese and deli yeah, and things I've like that. Yeah, I've got one of those things. I just throw the cheeses in there mainly. Mm-hmm. We do too. Just okay. the cheese. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else? Well, that's really, and then you can go over things that don't really need to go in the fridge that we sometimes put in there. Or, um coffee or bananas or potatoes and tomatoes so if sometimes i know room in the fridge can be a problem so just put things where they need to go um and take things that don't really need to be in there out okay so one thought i have with that is is often um you mentioned potatoes Mm -hmm. and and sometimes when we put things in the refrigerator it alters the taste of it and so Really and truly, the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture, says that tomatoes don't need to go in the refrigerator. The taste and the quality is much better if it's at room temperature. And so when you start, it slows down the ripening process and it just changes the taste and the texture. Once it's cut, you may want to put it in the refrigerator. But if it's um, a whole tomato or a potato, because it changes the texture of that tomato, a potato. Yeah, they get that kind of mushy Mm -hmm, texture. mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd heard that about tomatoes, but then sometimes, well, I don't know, this has not been a good year for tomatoes in my garden. It's very wet. (laughs) At all. No water, no water, and then tons of water. So my tomatoes, it's not an issue this year. But when I get so many that I had to, before I could freeze them mm-hmm. or put them up and all that, I'd stick them in the refrigerator just to, as a holding pattern until yeah. I could do something with them. Yeah, because that is an idea. It does slow down the ripening process. Mm-hmm. But um, I've, you know, some tomato purists will say, never, never put oh, it I in know, the I know, I know. Well, let's go to one of our callers online. Uh-huh. Uh, good morning, Melissa. Yes, hi. Ah, what what tips do you have for us? Our questions. Well, um, I have a way I found that it keeps strawberries fresher longer. Oh, I need to um, know this. By, by experimenting, you know, they come in that little plastic mm-hmm. container, mm-hmm. and the bottom gets kind of mushy. Well, I take a paper towel and fold it in half and put it on top of the strawberries, and then I turn the container upside down and store it. Okay. And then any extra moisture kind of seeps down into the paper towel, and the top is where the air holes are so it gets better air True, yes and um because it's the ones on the bottom that get mushy yeah right and i told my sister because i thought i was imagining it she tried it and she said it works for her too (laughs) so it it, it makes them last like another two days so so you're actually controlling the the temperature Mm -hmm. i mean the humidity Uh in that container by by drying it up so you're making your own low humidity container oh that is a great tip (laughs) good job melissa that is a great tip okay so oh. that was it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to try that because it's always those ones on the bottom mm-hmm. that get mushy. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, yeah, that's a great tip. I know asparagus. Um, if you just pick asparagus mm-hmm. and put them in the refrigerator because they will get limp yes. if you don't. I don't know how they keep them crisp in the grocery store. I don't they know about stick that. Them on, they stick them on ice. Typically. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you pick them, so I pick them, <laughs> and, and you leave them out, they get very limp mm-hmm. quick Dear. and so someone told me a while back if you put them in a water so i just get like a you know a, a nukes plastic cup and mm-hmm. put a little water in it and throw them in there they will keep it seems like forever mm-hmm. in the refrigerator and don't get don't get wimpy they um <laughs> that one thought i have is that if i'm gonna put my dietitian nutritionist hat on okay. is um there's water soluble vitamins in, yes. in a lot of our fruits and vegetables and so soaking them in water does leach out some of those water soluble vegetables so it's still you're gonna eat if you're gonna eat it longer you're still gonna get some nutritional value yeah. but like we've talked about before on this show eating is eating fresh produce as soon as possible is going to give you the biggest nutritional bang for your buck anyway mm-hmm. so when you got to store it that's that's one option but definitely try to eat it as soon as you 
have picked it from the garden. Yeah. You lucky, sometimes you can't you eat them all. You lucky soul getting to, to pick your own asparagus. <laughs> and picking my asparagus, yes. Well, some days you have a whole lot and you can't eat them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all at once. Absolutely. Um, one thought I have on top of Melissa's um, comment about mm-hmm. berries is if you're freezing berries, it's recommended not to wash them. Lay them out flat. Yeah. Let them dry. Let all that humidity, because we live in the South and there's mm-hmm. a lot of humidity. So lay them out flat and dry, let all that dry off and then freeze them because if you um don't wash them like you just wash them after mm-hmm. you and freeze them when you're using them mm-hmm. um so because um, that'll just keep them in the refrigerator in the freezer a little longer and keep it a better quality product well now see i wonder too now about the figs mm-hmm. now so i thought about this year when i was picking my figs mm-hmm. and throwing them in the freezer because mm-hmm. They freeze well. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, I add them to everything. I add them to smoothies. I add them to sweet potato casserole. Nobody knows the difference. Uh, they sweeten the sweet potatoes even more. Oh, they're wonderful. They get thrown in breads, <laughs> breads instead of <laughs> carrot bread or banana bread. It's fig it. bread. I so it. I use all my figs. But this year, based on that, about I think you told me that before about not washing the berries. I didn't wash my figs. I just threw them in there. Is that was that the right That's thing, to thing to do? That's a fine thing to do as long as you're washing them afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, and actually, figs are easier to wash than frozen than even like well, blueberries or something yeah. because they're just so much bigger. Well, let's go to Michael in Waveland, one of my favorite places. Good morning, Michael. Hello. Michael, are you Hello. there? Hello. Good morning. I just wanted to point out that, uh, well, I'm an old man. I live out in the country. Okay. Okay. And out from Waveland. No, it's Wiggins. Oh, okay. <laughs> we like Wiggins, too. Absolutely. But anyway, um, I have 13 chickens and uh, one rooster, okay? hmm So anything that is going bad in my refrigerator, uh-huh. I just take it out and feed it to them and recycle it and get it back as eggs. Excellent. I think that's wonderful. I think that's very good. I think so too. Not not much goes in my garbage. I mean, it it goes if it's something that's you know things that we're not going to eat, like that watermelon rind. However, I know you can pickle watermelon mm-hmm. rind or, or the skins or certain it. things. It goes in my compost in my garden, and then you know I know the rabbits help themselves, and I know the mice that I like the mice out there eating off my deck instead of coming into my house. And yeah. then I, now I do have to confess, I do try to shield everything from the deer. Mm. Because they, mm, yeah. we have fights. <laughs> they they but, get to eat what grows outside of my little homemade fence. <laughs> but my only point was that chickens are great recyclers. Oh, that's, maybe I need some chickens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's, Goats. That's an excellent idea. <laughs> excellent idea. Thank, Thank you. you, Michael. We appreciate you calling. Thank you. Good morning, Cynthia. How are you? Good today. How are you? I enjoyed the show. Well, thank you. We are enjoying being here. I was just going to say, it's a world of difference of vacuum sealing mm-hmm. and then just putting them in the freezer in a bag because we love muscadines and I had froze some in a bag and we could not eat them. Mm. But when I vacuum sealed them, and opened them up, they tasted just like they'd been picked. They they say, now my my dad taught me this, and uh, he got one of those vacuum sealers, and I remember it was actually like the month before he died, and we went fishing, and we caught wonderful, beautiful fish, mm-hmm. and we vacuum sealed those fillets. Uh-huh. And he had told me they'd be good for years after, and yeah, losing things in the freezer. Mm. <laughs> we did cook some of those fish 
a couple of years later, and they tasted like they had just come out of the Gulf. They were just delicious. And those machines are not that expensive, and it's well worth it. I need to get mine back out. I, I need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're available everywhere. That's a that's a great point. That is a great tip. Yeah, I, like are they? I can't remember what they're called. Are they called? They used to be called Seal Meals or something, oh. didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I think there are a couple of brands now. Yeah, there's several different brands, but I know Walmart's got them, yeah. <laughs> and every place else, yeah. I'm sure. Well, thank you, thank you for that tip, Cynthia. I hope you have okay. a good day. You too. Bye bye. So, Lydia, let's kind of go back to some of those global things. Mm-hmm. So, so what are things that we can think about? Because this, I think this, this is a this is a social issue. It is, and yeah. all the tremendous inefficiencies that we have in our system to encourage food waste. So, so what are the, some of the tips, or even policy type things, or even considerations when purchasing that we should we should think about to sure. to address this problem? Yeah. Well, one. One thing that I think pops right in my mind is shopping wisely. So food may be on sale, and buying in bulk may be a good way to save money, but if we're not going to eat all of the food that's on the bulk sale, then it's going to go to waste, and that wasn't money saved. It was money that was spent instead. And so really making a list and sticking to that list and deciding if it is a good value to buy that food. from a food safety standpoint, often the the cans that are on sale have been dented. And, and in my mind, that raises a red flag because there's a risk of botulism, which is a foodborne illness and can cause a lot of um, gastrointestinal GI distress. And so um, shopping wisely, because that can be an expensive yeah, <laughs> trip yeah, as but, well. So don't buy dented cans, Don't buy really? dented cans. Mm, okay. Don't go to the dent can sale. I know it's a great value, but mm-hmm. it's much more expensive to go to the doctor after some, oh, yes. um, oh, some ooh, foodborne the distress. illness. Distress. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So my recommendation is to don't buy the dent uh, cans. Okay. Um, Another thing is often on food we see um, uh, dates that are on food. Right. And, and so it's, it's important to understand that there's not a good standardization of those dates. They, um, Anna Laird, do you have any thoughts you wanted to say on that? Right. I just know personally um, so many people that I know, the minute that date is there, it goes in the trash. Oh, I'm, no, 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 no. <laughs> and. It really is a problem. Um, so, but it's important to know that those dates aren't federally regulated. You know, they're kind of just, you know, maybe the peak of freshness, yeah. but they're not saying after this date, this food is bad. Except for infant formula. That right. infant formula yeah. date well, that's is, a little bit different. is standardized, yeah. but the other sell-by dates and use-by dates and best-if-use-by dates. Yeah, that best-if-use-by. Uh-huh. I mean... Really? <laughs> Sometimes. And I mean, so it's the best quality and the best yeah. flavor of that food, but that doesn't mean that it needs to go in the compost or the trash at all. Mm-hmm. Did you have some? I'm sorry. I think I interrupted. Did you no, have that, thoughts? No, that was really it. Mm-hmm. And I just know, I know so many people personally who just throw things right away. And mm-hmm. it's kind of comical to me because I'm like, I would still be eating that for another week. Oh, and you just me too. Away. Me too. We're all kind of the same mindset. <laughs> yeah. So well, good I, to... I don't want to interrupt you, Lydia, no. but we're going to go back. Let's get yeah. to some of our other callers Absolutely. on the line. But you you keep that thought going, okay? Mm-hmm. Good morning, Gabe. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I see chilies. What are we going to be talking about here now? <laughs> all right. Well, we're talking about food waste. Which it doesn't really matter. We could be talking about pet grooming. I, I am all. I, I can always use whatever topic MPB has to segue into talking about 
chili peppers, which is my <laughs> real, real passion. Oh, I love chili peppers I'm now, a, too. Mm. Yeah, yes, along with a few friends of mine, we founded a little group called Wicked Chili, you know, like as in Wikipedia, uh-huh. you know, inform people, but also Wicked as in Wicked, because most of the stuff that we <laughs> make is really, really spicy. But, but in all seriousness, this is germane to our topic. Super hot chili, any chili at all, uh, you know, even a jalapeno or a, you know, a poblano, have in them uh, an oil. And I'm, 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 I know many of you on the panel here know this, but for our listeners, I'm sure, sure, uh, an oil called capsaicin. That capsaicin, exactly. Capsaicin is an oil that tricks the human body into thinking that it's on fire. And it's I'm not a counter irritant, yes, right, pharmacologically, it? yes. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And you can, over time, build an immunity. And finally, teach your body, as me and many of my friends have, that it isn't actually putting your body on fire. And you, you, you actually are able to taste and enjoy these hotter and hotter and hotter chilies progressively. But the, the reason that I call is capsaicin has a very, very important function when it comes to food preservation. Because capsaicin is one of God's, one of nature's absolute most effective natural preservatives. Capsaicin, in its pure form cannot support bacteriological um, development of any kind. Uh, fungus cannot grow in it or on it, uh, much like uh, the honey that we found in you know, the Great Pyramid that's thousands of years old and is still edible. Capsaicin cannot rot. It's not possible. So the hotter the chili that you use in, say, uh, sauces or hot sauces, the longer it lasts uh, on the counter or in the fridge. And so... You know, drum roll, I'm going to give you what my friends and I call the holy trinity of hot sauce. This is the basic building block that you need for a hot sauce that will last in your fridge for a decade and will still be edible. You're going to use three chilies. You're going to use the chocolate habanero, which is about twice as hot as a regular habanero, and it tastes, the reason it's called chocolate is it tastes like cocoa powder. It tastes very earthy, very minerally, a little bit bitter. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Phenomenal foundation for a salsa or a hot sauce. So we're going to go with three parts chocolate habanero, and you can whatever, however big or small you want your amount to be, but three parts chocolate habanero. You're going to go with two parts ghost. Oh no! Oh no! I need you oh. yeah. <laughs> because yeah. when you said jalapeno and said hot, I'm thinking jalapeno is not hot to me. No, no. Right. <laughs> but, but ghost. We're going to go two parts of ghost uh, ghost chilies, which you know, with the chocolate habanero comes in at about three hundred thousand on the scale, which is about ten times the jalapeno. The ghost is going to bring us to about one and a half million. Yes, and then you're going to go with one part Trinidad Maruga torpedo which is about $2 million, but wow. the ghosts get the ghost down. Listen, I'm saying for reason. The ghost gives you that smoked bacon, um, that beef jerky flavor, and that Trinidad Maruga gives you that high um, vinegary, a little bit fruity note. Now, here's how it becomes edible for everyone that's listening. You put that, you dice that up real fine, put it in a food processor, whatever you want to do, and you put it in a jar with... Two parts water and one part oil of, you know, I use extra virgin olive oil. And then a clove, two cloves, four cloves, depending on how big your jar is, of very finely minced garlic. You put that on the shelf. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. And let it sit for about three months. 
It'll cure nicely. It'll be absolutely phenomenal. What's beautiful about this sauce that I just gave you is you can use as little or as much as you want. For people who don't like really spicy, put literally in a normal-sized pot of stew of any kind, put two teardropper drops in that entire pot, and I, I, it will pull in beautifully. And I, like I said, it will last until your children's children are born. I've, I've got a jelly that's made kind of like that. And, yes, you only need a few drops. I tell you what, Gabe, why don't you email that to us so that we can have that for our listeners at healthy at mpbonline.org. Uh, and we will disseminate that. That sounds wonderful. But thank, thank you, you so much for calling. I am with you with those hot peppers. So let's go to Shannon. Good morning, Shannon. Good morning. My question is, are all dented cans bad news? I ordered some cans of tuna from Washington State, and all of them had a dent. Is that a bad thing? Oh, well, Lydia already commented about that a little so, bit. So, um, yes. Mm. The concern with that is botulism, which is a, a big fancy word. Called, it's an anaerobic. But it doesn't require oxygen to be made. And you can't smell it. You can't eat it. You can't, I mean, you can't taste it. You can't feel it. And so... You know, my, my um, nutrition background just cautions anybody about using a dent can because you don't know you have it until you start having the symptoms. Should uh, I toss the cans out? That would be my recommend, unfortunately, because I'm sure uh, it's delicious tuna. Uh, but uh, I just would rather than having to go to the ER for um, any nausea or any other more serious. Yeah. I wonder, um, is it this like if you just dropped your can and then picked it up and it was in it and used it immediately? Yeah. Is that, that would be less okay. of a danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I called the company and um, told them that they were all bent, but um, she said it wouldn't be a problem. Oh goodness! <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like Lydia. Of course, she's our expert here in this nutrition and uh, and dietitian. So these issues, and so when you're an expert and you know so much, you are. Very cautious, and yeah. of course, I'm a pharmacist, and I am very scared about medicines uh-huh. and how medicines are taken and all that. So, when you know too much, you you have those uh, things that are really, really red flags to you. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. that's a good thing to point out. Has a hard time getting in the kitchen with me. I'm <laughs> very food safe, and so I, I um, my background, you know, I, I would be cautious, Shannon. Um, just because I'm worried about the foodborne illness aspect. Okay, of it. thank you. Well, we talked about Anna Blair brought up certain foods and freezing certain things mm-hmm. and all that. So, okay, I confess, I just bought a ton of coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite kinds of coffee that mm-hmm. I went to Target to get. It's their Archer <laughs> Farms brand yeah. and the flavor that I love. Mm-hmm. And I think they were just changing the packaging coloring because they had my favorite kind that I went to buy marked down. Unreal cheap. So I bought every bag they had. Talk about a food waste. They'll throw oh. it away if they don't sell it, right? Oh, I know. And all it, all, all it looked like is they're changing the colors on mm-hmm. the package. And I thought, well, I, I, I'm i going to use it. There is no doubt. The only way I wouldn't use it is I die. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna use that coffee. But should I put it in the freezer? That's fine. I, it does keep it does preserved it, longer to freeze Yeah, coffee. I've heard that's a controversial issue. But I know the, the point, Anna Blair, I I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I think the point you were trying to make is you don't have to put it right. in the you don't have to, freezer, you don't have room. but it does preserve it yeah. to, to keep it under um, temperature control. Look, I'll, I'll kick some other things out of the freezer to keep my <laughs> <laughs> So and I'll I stick in the that's freezer. A, that's a good point that it, often we do stick things in there and it's, 
it's important that we go in and clean out our refrigerator yes, and freezer and yeah. clean it. You know, things spill, so it's a good idea to go ahead. If we're talking about food safety, let's go ahead and clean up all the spills and pull out the things that have been in there a couple of years. Yeah, we have need to pull them out and eat them or get rid of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Hey, how y'all doing? We're fine. How are you? All right. I hate to disagree with y'all, but y'all That's okay. made a few statements I need to disagree well, with. Well, we don't, we don't mind. We disagree a lot ourselves, so we do not mind disagreeing. That is normal for us. All no, right. Thank you. First thing is, these dented cans. This is a rule of thumb for dented cans. Okay. If they're bulged out. Oh, on the top. If there's a dent in, that's because they were bumped somewhere. When botulism grows, it builds up gases. In the can. It seems, makes them bulge out. Yeah, like the top. It seems like I remember the top of the can. It uh, seems like I learned that, I don't know, chemistry or something like that. In the top, if it's squishy, like if you can push in on it a little bit or something. Well, once the botulism builds up a quorum to, ki- to kill you or make you sick, it has to build up enough gases to bulge the can out at the easiest point. It would probably start at the top because it's the easiest point to bulge. Oh, yes. And yeah, that makes sense. And other places and even split. But another thing, y'all are talking about not washing uh, fruits and strawberries and blueberries and stuff before you freeze them or put them in the refrigerator. That's crazy, too, because <laughs> fruits and vegetables you get that are raw are full of bacteria and spores that will make you sick. If, and people talking about the strawberries not lasting, it's because they didn't wash them. They're full of fungus. And if you wash them with salt water and vinegar... And, and then dry them and, and wrap them in a paper towel and put them in the refrigerator. They'll last three times as long. And like freezing blueberries and stuff and strawberries in the refrigerator without washing them, they're full of bacteria, and that does nothing but contain the bacteria. Freezing does not kill bacteria. And what happens when you get them out there so much, you can't wash them. So you should wash them with salt water and vinegar, dry them off, and then freeze them. And when they get out, they're mushy. Just eat them. And I appreciate y'all listening. And uh, I think the public needs uh, another side of the story, which I was willing to give, and y'all let me. Thank you, and see y'all later. Bye. Thank you, Bob. Good yeah, thank points. You for those good points. points. Now, that's, those are really good points. You know, I, I, um, I have all these, I'll call it, they're gourds. They're beautiful. I've probably got about six different kinds. The only thing I think of is I threw out a bunch after in my garden after decorating for Halloween and Thanksgiving last year. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I already have them. (laughs) They didn't time their appearance. And I was trying to think, how can I make those things last? Because Mm -hmm. I'd like to have all my beautiful gourds around um, for the fall. Mm -hmm. And so I washed them in vinegar and water Uh and then just kind of rubbed them down with a little rubbing alcohol. And I didn't want to put them in the refrigerator because I thought that would make a mildew eventually. But they're still looking good. They've been out there for a while now. I'm hoping they'll make it to the fall. Excellent. So those those were really good points. Yeah. yeah. And I wondered sometimes, too, if it matters which fruit, you know, which fruit. Because sometimes, like Bob pointed out, some fruits, when they come out of the freezer, do get mushy really, really quick. Mm-hmm. And then others don't. Yeah. It's, those are good points. Yeah, really good. So let's go back. You were the purchase wisely, buy wisely. You brought that up, Lydia, mm-hmm. and you had. I know you had some other things you were going to get to in reference to that. So what? Let's go back to that conversation. Sure, sure. Well, the um, just the thoughts about the different dates, and and there is a sell by date that's sometimes on eggs, and so people get worried about that. Um, and so I think it's it's best to use eggs within um, 
Mississippi requires says thirty days if it's a Mississippi produced egg, or forty five days is what USDA says. The eggs mm-hmm. from the time they're harvested, the, the picked. Used by <laughs> okay. the, the, and okay. that, what that date is on the eggs is is when the eggs were washed, grated, and placed in the carton. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I think there's there's some good tools that are out there for people that use um, smartphones or tablets and have apps. The um, Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is the professional organization for nutrition and dietetics, has a um, neat app. It's called Is My Food Safe? And so you can just type in all kinds of food, whether it's eggs or carrots or um, tomatoes or apples, and it'll tell you how long you can keep it if it's frozen or how long you can keep it if it's fresh. Um, so that's some good tips. Te- now tell us that again now. Tell us it, that. The app is called is my food safe okay is my food safe mm-hmm. okay let's safe. do a test on that after okay. this break let's, let's do p- we'll pick a food and do a test after the break so I, I, jay's got our music playing it means it's time for us to take another quick break we'll be back we're talking about food waste today love to hear from you one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. send us an email at healthy at mpbonline.org Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, featuring My Trustmark online and mobile banking. Monitor accounts and information, transfer funds, create special alerts and reminders. Details at Trustmark.com. Member FDIC. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. MPB is getting its very own car tag. But first, we need your help. To begin production, we need 300 of you to say yes to the tag. Go to mpbonline.org slash car tag for more information and also to sign up. A portion of the fee goes to help MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you on the road. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to healthy at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Debbie Miner, and I'm here today with Anna Blair Brown and Lydia West, and we're talking about food waste. Uh, we're going to get back, and we're going to try out that app that Lydia mentioned, because I keep interrupting her. <laughs> this is so interesting, all my personal things here. Um, we're going to try that out, but we want to go to some of our callers on the line first, so we're going to go to Linda in Houston, Mississippi. Good morning, Linda, and thank you for holding. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
Yes, I have a comment about food waste. A big problem. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear okay. you. Okay. A big problem is the size of packaging. Uh, when you're cooking for one person and you go to the grocery store and you can only get things in huge bags, <laughs> you've got a problem. Onions are a, a big problem because you get the, the small size onions only come in bags. Mm -hmm. And even though I put onions in practically everything I cook, they still ruin before I get through with them. Uh, you have to kind of slip the bag and take a few out to put in a plastic bag to buy. <laughs> mm, but, that's a good uh, point. That's, that's sneaky. And the same is true in, in restaurants. You get these huge plates full of food that, uh, you know, just are just mountains of food. And uh, there you are. I do freeze a lot of things. I cook and I freeze things and eat it later. But the packaging just drives me crazy. And I moved back from Germany a couple of years ago. Over there, you could go to the market, and if you wanted to, you could buy half a cucumber. <laughs> wow. You could buy half a loaf of bread. Right. You can't do that here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point with, with restaurants, too. And some restaurants mm -hmm. have noticed that, that food waste. They have to, to mm -hmm. pay for their garbage by the pound and then so if they're throwing mm -hmm. away all these leftovers mm -hmm. that's, and so some restaurants are even starting to do kind of quote right-sized portioning so the mm -hmm. consumers are happier with the portion and, right. and they don't have to deal with this that's a great it's, point. it's more appetizing too when you don't have those huge quantities on your plate mm -hmm. it's, it's not attractive to have it just piled up like a mountain <laughs> well those are excellent points and if we look at some of the uh some of the literature that Anna Blair had I had pulled for us in preparation for this show I think fruits and vegetables are the category where we have the most waste in so mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables and then that was followed by seafood isn't that terrible oh, oh i sure wouldn't waste any seafood yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you get a bag of oranges there's almost always one rotten yes one. yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i think anything like that don't throw in the garbage you just kind of throw it out in your rose garden or something <laughs> give it back to the earth <laughs> <laughs> just throw it out somewhere. <laughs> well, th those are great points, though. Thank you, Linda. Okay. Let's let's go to Al. Uh, he has a, a comment, I think, about coffee, so I'm particularly interested. Good morning, Al. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome, and thank hey, you for holding. Hey, yeah, I heard what you were saying about coffee, and I like coffee also. Uh, and I store my coffee um, that I'm going to use next in a, in a glass cup. Uh, canister on the counter. Mm -hmm. I do that too. Uh, and and I heard or read someplace that that you should not use glass uh, containers because the oh uh, light uh, does something to the coffee that you should have uh, like metal or or some opaque uh, canisters. Is it, anybody know about that? Well, that's a, well, but what? If, and then what if that canister is in the cabinet that's really in the dark all day? So, well, Lydia, tell us, please. So that would that would, if it was in a place that didn't get light all day, that would help preserve the flavor um, some. But um, that's a good point, Al. Thank you so much. the The thought is that it should be in something that doesn't let the light through, because light can destroy some of the flavor of the the coffee or the tea or, or spices, um, mm -hmm. things that that can um, a little photosensitive is what what that's called. So keep it in a, a darker uh, cool place. We don't want it to be above 90 degrees either because that can affect the flavor of it. So use, most of our houses aren't 90 degrees. But, um, Fortunately. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So, um, keep so it okay, in the glass, just stick it in the cabinet. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, okay. good point. Okay, yeah, just change up unless it's in a decorative container, Al. <laughs> and just stick it, stick it up in the cabinet. Okay, I'm going to throw out my canisters. I go oh, oh, use no, them for no, something no, else. No. Yeah, something no, no, else. no, 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 no. That's ways. Can't do that. 
<laughs> Can't do that. So, okay, so let's go to that app now, yeah, Lydia. Let's, yeah. let's try eggs, since we've been talking about those sure, eggs. Sure, So this is the Is My Food Safe app that the American Academy of Dietetics has. Okay, so, so how would you get that app? So you would go to whatever store you use on your smartphone or your tablet, and you can just um, start typing in, Is My Food Safe? And it came up immediately when I when I did that earlier. Okay. Um, and so there's three different things. You get, There's some temperature control pieces, because that's important for food safety, too, making sure our, our um, food gets hot enough. But then there's a a part that's called time to toss and so if you click on that and you type on whatever food you want so we thought about eggs um that category comes up and you can choose the different forms so there's the option to do in the shell or hard cooked or frozen and different things like that but we'll just look like in the shell okay and immediately it tells me that you can store them in the refrigerator from three to five weeks if you're going to freeze them this recommends to mix them all together first so take them out of the shell don't throw them just <laughs> <carton> <laughs> eggs in the freezer yeah yeah so mix them together first and then freeze it that way um so that's a good way to, to determine how long to keep the different types of food in the in the freezer. I think another, um, from that National Resource Defense Council, they helped to create another database of foods. And um, it was through the Ad Council, actually, and it's called Food Storage Directory. And they have all these different categories, like fruits, vegetables, meat, and poultry. And if you click on the different categories, it'll tell you how long um, to refrigerate it, when it's at its freshest, and the optimal way to store that different food. So I or how long was, foods are good outside the refrigerator yeah. since you talked about temperature. Yeah, yeah. And then how you can kind of revive it if you need to. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, could spend hours looking at that website. It was oh, interesting goodness, to read goodness, through all yeah. So, uh, well, goodness, as usual, we haven't gotten to most of the things on our agenda. But that's okay. We'll have to do it again. So, you know, we all think about those foods that, oh, my goodness, if we left it outside the refrigerator for a certain period of time. Yeah. So the the concern I have with that is is. Some foods are time and temperature sensitive, especially um, raw meats and, mm-hmm. and um, cheeses and um, eggs and things like that. And the recommendation is that those foods need to be kept under 40 degrees or over 140 degrees. And um, that 40 to 140 is called a time temperature danger zone. Um, so the recommendation is no more than four hours. And it's Cumulative. So if it sits out for a little while while you're cooking it, I mean, while you're getting ready to cook it, but uh-huh. you haven't cooked it yet and you put it back in the refrigerator, you have to add that to the total time. So in my food science background, it, I recommend throwing it away if it sits in that danger zone for more than um, four hours and it's time to throw it away. Because there's lots of spores and things growing in the air. We talked about botulism as one foodborne illness, but there are a lot that are out there. And so if foods are that are... Um, sensitive to, to getting foodborne bacteria like um, meats and poultry and, and eggs and cheeses, they need to be um, discarded if they've been at room temperature for more than four hours. Well, let's go back to cheeses just a second before our, our music starts. And yeah. so I think we've talked about this before, but that's primarily like those soft cheeses because those hard cheeses you see sitting out yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, and, and different countries also have different yeah. ways of preserving things. So often in um, Central American and European countries, eggs are left on the counter because they're producing uh, their production methods are different than ours in the United States. And so that's a whole different topic we can get oh, into another yes, day. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. The eggs sit out in a basket mm-hmm. on the counter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole different, we'll get into okay, that we'll another go, day. Well, yeah, perhaps we, we need to talk about this around Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Yes, like, yes, and with all of our dressing and our deviled eggs and mm-hmm. everything else. So um, once again, thank you for being well, with us today. You. It's, it's been fun, very, very interesting. And thank you, Anna Blair, for 
everything that you did to put this together and help us <laughs> and all this fascinating information. So today's program, thank you, Jay, for your assistance to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio. We're funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from the members of the Foundation for Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Today's show was engineered by Jay White. Please join us next Monday at 11 for Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB Think Radio. Underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go with the My Blue Mobile app. More at bcbsms.com.